What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernishton. I'm joined by the OG Big Shot, just the two of us, and Titan. Um, it's Devin, the Verified Jackson. Devin, how are you today, man? Pretty good, man. Uh, the third time's a charm here for, for those who, who care. This is our third time trying to, to record. Uh, Skype is just being a nuisance. Trash. Yeah. Trash. No one, no wonder no one uses Skype anymore for meetings. So I'll zoom. Uh, back to the good embraces of Zoom. Anyways, no one really cares what we're using to record this. Uh, funny enough, after the first failed attempt, uh, we had news that w- we'll get to in a second. Uh, but if you're familiar with this type of show, uh, if you listen to the show around this time last year, this is the you know early week show where we just break down the week that was in college and pros. Later in the week, uh, we will do our picks. Just an update on the college football picks before we review them. Uh, I am in first place at 39 and 8. Devin is in second place now at 38 and 9. We picked identically, uh, but I have a, a one-game advantage on him. And Nick is in last at 37 and 10. Uh, remember, it's for all the marbles and a Popeye's chicken sandwich. All right? I cannot stress enough. It is for a Popeye's chicken sandwich as the number one goal here that yeah i don't have to beat both of you i just have to beat one of you but <laughs> very true ah so let's get into these college games now for the third time actually no for the second time uh on friday we had coastal versus kansas i thought this was going to be close for a bit it, it was close for about two and a half quarters and then uh, coastal pulled away fueled by mullet power man the mullets fuel that entire program. Anyone that is anybody at that program has a mullet. Jamie Chadwell, the coach, has a mullet. Uh, um, Grayson McCall has a mullet. They have like three defensive, uh, you know, three or four defensive players that have mullets. The whole program just fueled on mullet power. Um, this is a fun game. Uh, Kansas's quarterback, Jason Bean, cannot hit the broadside of a barn, but that kid is fast. I will say I'm very glad this is a Friday night game because I could not watch this on a Saturday. Just couldn't do it. <laughs> but it'll be be one of the last resort games. Like, uh, I'll just say that for later. But yeah, it was it was a really good game. That sounds like a game you save until like Tuesday if it's on a Saturday. Well, I can't wait for action. Wait till I get Tuesday and Wednesday games. I'm gonna have to get my reviews out immediately. Like, yeah, both of them just smack. Just get them out now because my, my week. That's why I'm so crazy. I think the Sun Belt starts having Thursday games uh, mostly soon, which is fine because my reviews come out on Wednesday. But yeah, you yeah, can I have might, a lot of fun with those maps. I might have to switch the Mac and Mountain West uh, review days. I think you uh, might because they, they're going to, Mountain West don't have, I think they only have Thursday games mostly. And yeah, they're Thursday, and, Friday for the most part. And it's part. like 10 o'clock at night anyway. So. It's not a big deal. But yeah. Uh anyway, back to the original point. Um Coastal got they got a couple of draftable guys. Uh, you know, obviously Jeffrey Gunter um had uh, you know another solid game for Coastal. Uh Grayson McCall, you know, still looking very, very accurate. Uh that's the one thing about his game. He's a very accurate quarterback. I know that their system is is pretty uh non translatable to the NFL, but you know, he looked really good. Um, the Jordan Strong made a few plays out on the secondary as well. Your guy. Um, so I mean they got they got some dudes there. Um 
Dude, think- that's not just my guy. That's not just my guy. It's my brand. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I should have saw that one coming. Blame Andrew Harbaugh for that. Blame Andrew Harbaugh for that. I hope he listens to that. He's probably going to die laughing. I'm going to tell him that I have a special message for him for the first five minutes of the podcast. He's going to be putting his kids to bed and then just hysterically laughing in the other room. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Like you said, the Jordan Strong, great game. Unfortunately, his pick was uh, was called off, which was unfortunate. Um, man, Grayson McCall, his when he's got multiple receivers that are that are going. I mean, he had Isaiah Likely, he had Javon Highly. Any anytime he dropped back to pass, man, it was highly likely that it was going to end up in a successful play. Making puns now. No, oh but, yeah, but, uh, full, I, I'm just leading into the role of Andrew Harbaugh, which is Dad Pun City. Yeah, so Dead Texas and Isaiah Likely hurdling someone. That's what we got. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to say, I don't know why it just hit me, but like just the aesthetic in this game was great. The white jerseys for, for Coastal, Kansas had good, had good jerseys. I mentioned this in for Ben Glassmar on, on the um, – uh, Dark Horse uh, podcast. Kansas's two prospects, like Kwame Lasseter had a good game, but their other one that gets some more attention is safety Kenny Logan Jr. He has gotten hurt, Devin, multiple times in both games so far. That reminds Durability, me. big concern. That reminds me of Jaquan Brisker week one against Wisconsin. He was hurt like every 10 plays and then just came back and then made a play. And then two plays later, he was down with an yeah. injury or a cramp. With Kenny Logan, it's weird, man. Like if you're if you're not healthy, man, just stay on the sideline. Just keep moving. You cut out there for a second. We're good. Anything else you want to talk about in this game, or do you want to just keep moving? Nah, we can keep moving, man. All right. Um, you know, I'm sick and tired, Devin, of this particular fan base that like tries to make drama when it comes to their program when there is none. There's nothing more annoying than saying that your team needs to get its act together or else it's, they're in for big trouble when you win a game 48 to 14. That's what I saw on Twitter with a lot of Alabama fans. Yeah. Could not yeah. believe it. Like I, like I said before, our last recording got cut out. It's the, one of the most spoiled fan bases. You're so used to beating everybody. It's like you won like 99 straight non-con, well, 99 straight non-conference games against unranked opponents. So it's like, what, what do, what do you want? <laughs> like I don't understand. Like what more do you want from this team? Like they don't have to beat everybody to sleep. You know, like they're not going to win 76 to zero. 48 to 14. Apparently they wanted to win 80 to nothing. Uh, instead of being healthy so for, for your, exactly. Instead of being healthy for your big SEC game next week, instead you want to beat team everybody 63 to zero. Good for Mercer for putting up 14 points. 
Yeah, I mean, good for Mercer. That's that's all I got. I didn't watch a look at this game, so I have no clue what happened. I didn't either. Uh, another game I didn't watch a lick of was Georgia beating down UAB fifty six to seven, and they, you know what, Stetson Bennett might be a better uh, quarterback in that system than JT Daniels because I don't know if they put up fifty six points with JT Daniels at quarter at quarterback. I don't think it's happening. Georgia is a mess. They have a quarterback issue, and they recruit the same type of quarterbacks, and then the same results happen, and then the person the the person behind them transfers out and does better at the next place. So, whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I could. I, I'm not even gonna pretend like I cared a, a lick about this game. Yeah. Uh, um, can we talk about the fun game of the week? You know, Ohio State fans love to get on Twitter. They love to be arrogant. They love to remind us on, on NFL Sundays where every player that, that makes a tackle plays uh, played in college. However, they got bullied, humbled. They got humbled by Oregon up on by Anthony Brown, who struggled against Fresno. Yeah, he looked much better. Their offense looked – they played with much better pace, too. Uh, the running game was killer. Um, Ohio State, please recruit better oh. linebackers. Please. Tommy Eichenberg, as our buddy Dante Colinelli put, has the range and mobility of a fridge. Like This is not 1990s no more. Like, you you got to have dudes that can play in space. And and the cornerback play was horrendous. Oh my goodness! That really the secondary play in general for them was. Did Seven Banks play in this game? Because I don't recall hearing his name. Don't know. Don't care. I don't understand. Don't never understood the hype around him. Really, he didn't flash. Their defense to me. is bad. He didn't Their flash to me last year. Like I get the traits da da da, but how many times are we going to get fooled by the, these these? Ohio State corners that people are hyping up. Like, come on now. And, uh, and quickly, man, CJ Stroud, he again, costly mistakes, high, high throws that like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson couldn't get to at inopportune times. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got rolling there in the third quarter mm-hmm. uh, to, to bring him back in the game. But the fourth, he quarter, almost hit 500 yards. Yeah, you they were moving the ball up and down the field, but execution when they got near the red zone was was mm-hmm. very lacking. So inexperience is definitely gonna show. I don't think you need to try and start somebody no. else already. Because their backup is less experienced. So So like I understand this notion that people want these young quarterbacks to start. There are some situations where and we're gonna talk about it in just a minute. There are some situations where you might just need to let the young quarterback start over the person that's in front of them. But generally speaking, like in a Ohio State situation, all of them don't have much game experience. This is the first big game Ohio State has had without experienced quarterback. So it is what it is, man. And it showed. It showed very heavy or just like watching this one in like 20 minutes uh, on like, Tuesday, Oklahoma beat down Western Carolina 76 to nothing. There is nothing that needs to be said about this game. Nothing at all. I mean, Spencer Rattler didn't throw two picks. He didn't throw two picks. I, I would hope not. Is that he was done by halftime. 
He was done by halftime. They're up 45 to nothing at the half. What a pointless, pointless game. Dude, you see, all right, I, I just want to... Nobody I, looks I, good in this. I, I just want to air a grievance. Like, Go for it. Can we get better non-conference games? Like, I don't want to... This is week two. Like, you started against Tulane. Like, that's supposed to be your tune-up game. Schedule a real opponent. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to see Western Carolina get beat to sleep every year by a, by our power five team. I, I don't want to see. And that. it is Western every year. It's Western Carolina. Like every they play Bama, Oklahoma. Like they play all the blue blood programs. I like mean, I, they get paid a lot to do it, but you're, you won't benefit. No. Like that two lane game is going to be their probably closest game to the get into conference. So that, mm-hmm. that that's what this problem with the big 12. That's why people are leaving the big 12. Cause like, they're not playing nobody non-conference. Like the Pac-12 is actually trying. Pac-12 is I trying. I literally could not get. I literally could not get Big Twelve games after the fact because, like, Oklahoma State faced Tulsa, TCU faced um, Cal, Texas faced Arkansas. Everybody else was facing an FCS school. Everybody else. Like shout out to Texas. What am I for, supposed to get for... out of that? Shout out to Texas for oh, scheduling and, and that game. Faced, I would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, there there's a few, but the most of those are like rivalries or or whatnot. Or yeah. But uh, oh, come on, Oklahoma. Come on. Uh, Texas State M got a scare from Colorado. Well, they lost number five uh, in the nation. They lost their Haynes starting King. quarterback. Yeah, Haynes King in the first quarter, and it was and the backup was bad. It was, was very rough. bad. But hey, Isaiah Spiller, stock up. He basically won him the game. Won him the game. Didn't put up the, the flashy numbers, but was good in pass pro. And when it mattered, get the ball in his hands. DeMarvin De Leal was a monster in the fourth quarter. He was a monster. <clears throat> that is that is, that is a blue chip brand guy for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, good kudos to Colorado for sticking around. I actually thought that they were going to pull an upset in this one. That would have been really cool. A lot of upsets in this week. Uh, I wonder how hard that would have impacted Texas A&M. We'll never know. But no, Texas A&M, I hope Haynes King is able to get back because, I mean, this this backup, he not it. They, they will not win more than seven games in the SEC with mm-hmm. him at quarterback. Like I, I will get them two seven because their defense is good enough to win them games, literally. But nah, it's not gonna work. Uh, next up, we had Clemson. Uh, this was a game that was viewed on site by uh, Blue Chip Scouting. Uh, Jared Feinberg was there. Clemson they beat South Carolina State forty nine to three. DJ played better. Uh, can we just talk about the fact that? Clemson's leading rusher is a white running back. They got a white running back leading their leading their team in rushing. That's you did not expect to see in the not, power five. Not at all. But I do want to say there is an FCS brand guy that did make some plays. Dakota Durant had two interceptions against Clemson. So I, I want to give him a shout out. He's, he I wish this was a visual podcast right now. <laughs> 
no 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 but listen no no i actually do like him like this this not one of those like some of the sometimes i yell brand just for just for fun but now he's really a brand guy i can tell (laughs) uh but no like you know we we knew this game was gonna was gonna be a blowout and kudos to clemson for getting their offense rolling um i mean dj played better but 14 to 24 for 171 and a touchdown still not all that great uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about they put in the backup oh i was just gonna say we're gonna talk about you their... out there. hang on oh can you hear me yeah i can hear you. oh i was gonna say we're gonna yeah. talk about um the clemson schedule in a little bit because a uh, big injury is going to impact their their schedule mm-hmm. um we can breeze through this next one. Cincinnati rolled through Murray State 42-7. to Desmond Ritter did not look as superhuman as he did uh, the week before. Ah, who could possibly care? This is more of these, like, it seemed like every ranked team had a cupcake game. Notre Dame booked a cupcake and then almost lost, and the world would have, like, I'm pretty sure the world would have imploded if Toledo upset Notre Dame on the road. That would have been fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, not meant to be. Notre Dame wins 39 to, uh, sorry, 32 to 29 on a last second. Basically, I want to say they, they took the lead with like a minute left. So not quite last second, but like a minute left in the game. That's when they ended up taking the lead over Toledo. But Toledo had them on the ropes. And that, Devin, is, absolutely, is objectively hilarious. Listen, I that this is not something I expected to see at all. Like objectively hilarious, though, right? It, it was funny. They should have lost the game. Honestly, if they didn't have Michael Mayer, they would have lost. Simply put, I was rooting for it to happen, Devin, so bad because I also know you would have been insufferable on the podcast if it did. Yes, because <laughs> Toledo is <laughs> a Mac a Mac team for me. Nah, but hashtag Maction, baby. I, I was impressed, man. Um, they they really played. A, I'm telling you, Jason Candle. I think he I think he should get a power five look for real. Like I, I think I, so. I, he he's really done a great job with this program. Like he's like 39 and 22 in like six seasons at Toledo. Uh, that's pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> and he, impressive. he's been there a while too because he was the DC under uh, under Matt Campbell. Yeah, that defense they that defensive line was ferocious against Notre Dame and they're supposed to have a good offensive line so yeah uh I I mentioned Matt Campbell (sighs) Iowa State in another big game coming up short um what was funny I want to say it was Herb Street uh that was calling this game and he mentioned that like you know Tyler Goodson shouldn't have said online that like this game is Iowa State's Super Bowl which to be fair (laughs) it kind of is but it like is. it's not like Iowa is is playing in all of these Big Ten championship games, but Iowa State in another crucial game. We mentioned it uh, last week. Like all of the the different you know phrases you can use to describe uh, Brock Purdy. Like he's a gamer. He's got gritty. a solid uh, a traditional throwing motion. He's gritty. He can't win big games. And good grief, he was objectively horrible in this game got benched three picks sub 50 percent completion percentage 
Brees Hall fumbled at the worst time. Yeah. Stock down on like everyone at, at Iowa State. Stock down on Will McDonald just for playing five tech in a three man front at 240. Oh. I'm going to be honest with you. The Iowa State defense did enough to win the game. Yeah. If they, their offense knew what to do, they, they'd be fine. He, Iowa has won two games. And, and they have yet to get over 200 yards in either of them. I'm pretty impressed with them now. They they beat two pretty good programs. Oh yeah, back to back weeks. So they beat back to back ranked schools with no input from their offense. Like Iowa had 178 yards in this game. Yeah, it, it was, and won 27 to 17. It that was, defense is is nuts. It was not a game to watch if you wanted to watch offense because you had two quarterbacks that are not good. Simply put, like uh, you, you were watching a game for the defense or Tyler Lindenbaum. That, yeah, that's pretty it. That's pretty much it. Tyler Goodson too. I want. I want Brees Hall to get going, but I don't know if he can. Well, he can if his quarterback can't throw the ball. <laughs> I mean, they're just stacking the box, basically daring them to to throw the football, and, and Brock Purdy has progressively gotten worse. I don't know how you do that over a course of your college career. Like, <laughs> how do you take two steps back after having a pretty well, pretty good sophomore season? I, that was – Two just, years ago, we were talking – people were like, yo, like – don't be surprised if Brock Purdy breaks the streak of 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 first that first round drought. Nah, and now we're like, happening. yo, don't be surprised if he doesn't get drafted. Don't be Brees, surprised if he's not the starter at the end Brees of the season. Brees Hall is the only one that is even close to getting first round or second round talk. I'm sorry, Charlie Kolar, but nah, it's not going to happen. Uh, uh, Penn State, number 11 in the country. They beat down Ball State 44 to 13. Uh, not a whole lot to say about this one. Penn State I, has Auburn this week, which is going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be a good one. But I, I was pretty disappointed with Ball State. I thought they were going to make the game a little bit closer. By the They're way, all- that is a sentence that no one has ever said. I was a little disappointed in Ball State. Uh. Yeah, but I know, but they're coming off winning a MAC championship. Their offense is supposed to be explosive. <laughs> that's right. They-, they won the MAC last year. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, they're supposed to be better offensively like even better they've returned a lot of starters and they just haven't been good so i was disappointed that i wasn't disappointed they lost because i knew they were going to lose it there's no way of beating penn state but i was disappointed they didn't keep the game real any anywhere close but then again penn state's defense is really really good really good mm-hmm. uh again i cannot wait to see um them up against Auburn. That's gonna be it's, a fantastic. It's gonna be a whiteout too. Whiteout. So it's gonna be nuts. I wish I was still there and, and covering the game. It's gonna no, be you nuts. don't. You don't wish you still lived in, in suburban Pennsylvania. I, I wish I was at the game. I said the game, not living there. <laughs> That's a difference. I wish I was going to the game for sure. Uh here's the game where well it was played. I didn't have to watch it because I was getting play by play in the blue chip scouting group chat it was florida at south florida 42 to 20 for florida anthony richardson was the leading passer for this uh, for this game three for three 152 yards and two touchdowns he was also the leading rusher in this game four carries for 115 it is time to start a dialogue about emory jones 
it is time to start one because you know what? I'm not even going to start it this week. I'm going to just wait till they play Bama because I we're <laughs> definitely going to get a play-by-play on that one for sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be funny. But there is a dialogue that needs to be started about Emory Jones at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Donovan Jennings having to, to block Brenton Cox and uh, um, Zach Carter. That's, that's rough. That's an unfortunate uh, matchup for a guy that's hoping to sneak into day three. Not much to say about the South Florida hasn't really been good in five, seven years. Since Quentin like Flower days. That, got, that was like five years ago now, yeah. you realize, right? Yep. All right, Devin, we're talking about a game in week two that got someone fired. Right? And it wasn't Randy Edsel over at, uh, at UConn. By the way, UConn has not scored against an FBS opponent since 2019. Uh, they're not ranked. They didn't face anyone ranked this week, but I just wanted to slip that in there. He, he's also left the program uh, after getting embarrassed by Purdue. Speaking of getting but- embarrassed. Yeah, speaking of getting embarrassed, uh, goodbye Clay Helton. Apparently, the new AD decided that losing to a team you routinely lose to anyways is grounds for fi- for termination. A very weakened Stanford team. I'm sorry, I saw this team face Kansas State, and it was embarrassing. Like, they got pantsed by Kansas State. Right. Went out, put up 42 points on USC, one's 42 to 28. Goodbye, Clay Helton. Um, like, Stanford might legitimately lose to Vanderbilt this week. Like that's how not good they are. <laughs> how did USC beat San Jose State? San Jose State beat themselves. Uh, I just I don't I don't get it. Um, USC. I, I I mentioned this on the uh, on the on the Dark Horse podcast. Uh, like, I love seeing USC fail. I, I, I love it because it's USC. And as a Cal fan, I love seeing USC just come up short. I don't like seeing them come up short to Stanford because I hate Stanford even more. But this is important because when we talk about the NFL, we'll, we'll bring it back to this. I think everyone knows where we're going to make this connection. But like how I might as well just bring it up here. How long until Urban Meyer just ends up leaving the Jags to be head coach of, of USC? I give it six weeks. How long is he going to hang around Jacksonville? He might just straight up get fired at some point because we're going to talk about the NFL review. He, the Jaguars were horrible yesterday. Oh yeah. They were, they were dreadful. Um, but no, like I guess USC is looking for a new head coach. So there'll be, a, there'll be a lot of USC representatives watching Penn state games, mm-hmm. watching Cincinnati. Uh, God, I don't know. Minnesota, Cincinnati. Oh, geez. You know what? Maybe, you know, who, if the, if it ends up not working out, maybe Cliff Kingsbury uh, or Dana Holgerson. Just can you imagine if Dana Holgerson ends up going to USC? I don't know. That was just a name that popped up. <laughs> uh, moving on. Texas got pantsed. Te- I wanted to pick Arkansas on the podcast so badly last week because I knew it was going to happen. I knew at one point we were going to have a letdown from Texas. I didn't think it was going to happen this early, but it did. Arkansas wins 40 to 21. This game was not competitive. Uh, the only person that showed up on in, in white and orange was DeMarvian Overshone. 
everybody else left the, left all they had against Louisiana Lafayette, which is a very sad state. It wasn't close. Arkansas yeah. was more physical. They were more talented. They were bigger, stronger, and faster. Yeah, this is a growing pain of a program, to be honest. Um, Have fun in the SEC where this will be commonplace for Texas. I mean, you're losing to like the middle of pack SEC. It's not even, it's not even like Bama. Arkansas is going to be good. <laughs> we, we've talked about Arkansas for a year on this, on this show that like they're, they're, they are a well coached group by, by coach Pittman and they just love being disrespected. We, they did it with Miss, Mississippi state in week two of their season last year. And they did it with Texas this year. Don't piss off uh, Sam Pittman's boys. I, I know I should have picked Arkansas, man. I, I, just I had was a kicking feeling. myself. I was I had, kicking myself for not picking them, man. I just should have known. I, I, like you said, I didn't expect the Texas let down this early. Like, I would have, like, th- this is exactly what I was going to expect out of Texas at some point this season, just because they mm. can never live up to the hype. But. I thought it was gonna come to like Kansas State or something like that. Not not to Arkansas. TCU, no dis- like it's prone to yeah. doing. Yeah, no disrespect to Arkansas. They they beat them straight up in, in the trenches everywhere. But everywhere. I mean, Traylon Burks didn't even have a huge game. Like their nope. their stars didn't even have huge games and that still- defense is loaded though. Yeah, yeah. They they got they got some future NFL players all over that. All over the defense. They even got some like UDF, UDFA flyers like at the second level too. So mm-hmm. they're they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of guys uh, from this current team that that make NFL rosters. Wisconsin, number eighteen in the country, they beat Eastern Michigan thirty four to seven. Graham Mertz, fourteen of seventeen for one hundred and forty one yards. Is that is that is that getting you excited at all? It's Wisconsin. I mean, <laughs> it, it it's Wisconsin, man. It, it's just really no other way to put it. He's not going to throw for 300 yards, probably in his career again. It's it's just is what it is. He peaked literally after his first game. Against Illinois. I mean, it's an efficient game, but it doesn't light my world on fire. They just went back to running the football again. Apparently, the, it only, is what it is. the only receiver they have is Jake Ferguson. Like yeah, he's he ridiculous. He, he has like twelve catches already this season for sixty nine yards. Like he doesn't even have big yardage. It's it's just horrible. Uh, speaking of kind of mundane passing attacks, Virginia Tech wins thirty five fourteen over uh, Mid Tennessee State. Leading passer in this game is a personal friend of yours, Devin. It's Bailey Hawkman. <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was uh Bailey Hawkman. I, I forgot he was at Mid Tennessee State too. Stock down. <laughs> nah, but I'm uh, I'm sad about Virginia Tech because they lost James Mitchell for the season. So yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty that's, that's a crushing. pretty big burn uh for their offense. He he was one of their uh top targets receiving wise after like Trey Turner. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit disappointing. But, hey, I mean, Raheem Blackshear, a guy we've talked about on this podcast now for this is the third season, 10 carries, 53 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's a nice UDFA flyer. 
He's definitely a, a, a pass catching. Yeah, you know, scat back. back, scat back, definitely the scat level. back type of guy. Uh, let's get through some more of these really mundane blowouts. We had Ole Miss beating Austin P fifty four to seventeen. Matt Corral goes twenty one of thirty three for two eighty one and five touchdowns. I mean, it's Austin P. We yeah. we we just went on this rant with with Alabama schedule. They're just getting school, tossed please. around now. They had Cincinnati last year. Now this year, Ole Miss. Like it is what it is for them at this point. Yeah. All right, Devin. We have the Holy War. Uh, one of my favorite rivalry names in all of college football. We had BYU and Utah. You and I both took BYU. Nick took Utah. We were, ended up being right. Um, I I watched a bit of this game. I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't know what exactly happened that ended up tilting the game in BYU's favor because it's not like they got a whole lot on on offense. I guess they just their defense has really stepped up. Yeah. Well, Charlie Brewer isn't good, um, if that isn't apparent. But, no, uh, their defense looked really good. I mean, the leading receiver for Utah had 37 yards. No, no, no. <laughs> it was... No, no, no. The leading receiver for the game, Devin, had 37 yards. Oh, yeah, both of them had. I just realized I looked down and looked <laughs> at that. So this is, not, this is not a dynamic game at all in terms of uh, explosive play, except from uh, the quarterback, Jaron Hall, he was able to, to make some plays with his feet. Really, BYU just had more juice in this game. Um, they they just made more stops defensively. Yeah. Um, this is a fun game, like late night game to, to just throw on. And then I ended up. It, the game was hype. Like it was, you could tell it was loud. The coach, like when they were winning, he was going nuts. Like it was, it was funny. Devin, I cannot tell you how badly I wanted to pick an upset in this next game, and I was so close to it actually happening. App State comes up just short against the University of Miami. Miami wins twenty-five to twenty-three. See, I, uh, I'm I I'm think, fine with teams. I think Manny Diaz would have been fired if, oh, if, yeah. if this game hadn't. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say I I liked when teams schedule App State because that is actually they're like the class of the group of five. So, I mean, as, as Nick said, I mean, teams should stop scheduling app state because they're like the Spanish inquisition. Nobody ever expects them. It's yeah. Like they 30 year old SNL references on this podcast. We are cra- a timely podcast. <laughs> the crazy thing is that they keep replacing coaches and it does not matter. Mm-mm. I've never seen a program that's had so much turnover at coaching and still they just, is business as usual. Yeah. And they're going to be competitive this year for the Sun Belt. I think it, that I I put them over Louisiana Lafayette. For sure. I, I, it's going to be Coastal and, and Ab State. It's going to be a, a big game to watch. It's a must watch. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Daniels still has not broken 200 yards passing in the game. He uh, went 29, sorry, 20 of 29 from 175 and two touchdowns. He's that offense at Arizona State. Sorry, I segue to Arizona State beating UNLV 37 to 10. Arizona State's offense is about as boring as it could possibly get. Um, at least they do some quarterback runs because Daniels had 125 yards on the ground. But yeah. when it comes to showing him as an NFL passer, it does him no favors. He's going to be back another year. Um I, I would be very surprised he if he he has to be back because he still needs to put on size. Yeah, he's he's still he thin. still needs to put on size. He's six three and one eighty five. He's built like Kevin Durant right now. Yeah, he's he's still sub two hundred pounds. 
and we were talking about like Kyler Murray and his year being small at like you know five nine objectively, but like two oh five two ten. Jaden Daniels is six three and one hundred eighty five pounds. He might be like one hundred seventy five if we're being honest. Yeah, he's listed at one eighty five. I'm extremely like, worried about his durability long term. Me too. Um, I mean, kudos to Arizona State. They they really have not had to face anyone. Was it Southern Utah and UNLV? UNLV? Was it Southern? Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Southern Utah and UNLV. Come on now. That's is not. They're. I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to be serious contenders this year. That's just a, in my opinion. But we'll no, see. Can't be. We'll see. This okay. This game was trending. <clears throat> On Twitter on Monday morning for all of the funniest reasons, uh, one of, I think it was Georgia State's head coach getting all amped up and excited and like he's still trending rattling actually. helmets. He's still trending as we're talking about like you know like rattling helmets and getting all all intense and hyping up you know Georgia State and then they get thunder clapped by forty two points, fifty nine to seventeen to to North Carolina. Sam Howell looked like Patrick Mahomes in this game. A week after being shiny Chase Daniel um, against Virginia Tech, he went 21 and 29, 352, three touchdowns. And then he ran the ball for 100 yards and two touchdowns as well. Yeah. It was, it was a. Georgia State is objectively hilarious to watch. They are, (laughs) they are hilarious to watch because their offense can't do anything and their defense can't cover anyone. Like, Army beat them by 30. So I don't know why I picked them to cover the spread against North Carolina. I mean, you got Sam Howell running 62-yard touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like Sam-, <laughs> Sam Howell? Here's the thing. You've seen that play, right? Yeah. Tell me that, like, when he's throwing the ball, he don't look like Mahomes against this defense. But when he's running the ball, they made him look like Lamar freaking Jackson. Like. It, it was hilarious. They couldn't do anything. It's amazing. I felt, I felt bad for Georgia State watching this. But you know who I felt bad watching this the most? I felt bad for me. Because I have to now watch 10 more of these games. Yeah, sorry. I'm watching it again just to get another laugh. Like, he was not moving fast at all. No. Sam Howell is not a fast individual. <sighs> that was funny. And then if anyone cares, Auburn beat Alabama 62 to nothing. Should Alabama we just move State. on to the NFL? Alabama State. Make sure you say Alabama State because people you don't get people upset. You just say Did Alabama. I say did Auburn beat Alabama yeah. 62 to nothing? Yeah. Oh, gonna, I, good God. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah, you're going to get people a long upset day about that. Auburn beat need Alabama that. State 62 to nothing. We don't need that hate. Because they, no, they will, no, no, no. they will literally give us no stars and and taint the <laughs> podcast. That's how serious they are about Alabama. Yeah. All right. Let's let let's let's transition to the NFL. Let's review some of these games. Um, should we, should we just start? I, I I ESPN has the Eagles game first, but that's not the the most important game. That's not the most important game. That's funny. You don't even want to talk about your team winning, man? No, we're going to. But the most important thing is how the hell did the Texans win by 16 points? 
I, I I was speechless watching that game. Like I I watched it all of ten minutes, and it was insane because the Texans. By the way, Brandon Cooks had a hundred and thirty-two yards in this game. They have like four or five redeemable names on the Texans. <laughs> uh, to quote Chris Rose on on NFL Network last night, if there's a player that's been in the league for more than six years and you don't know where they are, he's probably in Houston. Honestly, like Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks looked like he was in playing for the Saints or the Patriots or the Rams. Like he, he looked like his old self. Tyrod Taylor looked like a pro bowler. Like it was it was insane. Uh, man, there was a CBS report that like um, Urban Meyer is apparently already fed up at coaching at the NFL level, which means that he lasted three preseason games and one regular season game. Before he's just decided, I don't like it here. We knew this was going to happen. I mean, anybody. We know, who, but if you like, know we were history. hoping, we were hoping that these were going to start coming out like mid-season, and that like you know they'd be, you know, two and six, you know, two and seven, and then it'd be like, okay, well, like this is a guy that's not used to losing. He's been there for a month. He's played a month of games. He's had a month of games, Deb. A month. And he's just like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. I know that I signed like a long-term deal where I'm being paid the second most in the NFL to be a head coach. But I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to sulk and, and bitch and moan. Ugh. It's just disheartening, man. I feel bad for the players. I, I honestly feel bad for the players. I, I Yeah, you feel worse for the players, man, because it's not like, you know. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I just saw that. Okay. From Reddit College Football, according to sources, Urban Meyer considering resigning as head coach of the Jaguars saying, quote, his heart's just not in it. He will be the head coach of the Trojans in less than a December. month. It'll be in December. He'll be like, I need I need a couple months for my mental health or something like that. He's going to Bobby then... Petrino them so bad. Wow. I mean, try to tell even Jags fans. Like, I, I, I know that hire. this is likely a joke because this is Reddit, but at the yeah. same time, I would not at all be surprised. I would not at all be surprised. Anyway, we'll move on from that situation. It's a mess. Uh, the Eagles look dominant, 32-6. to six. Uh, I mean, as long as Fabian Moreau is at corner, then Jalen Hurts is going to look fine. Uh, he, picked poor, he picked poor Fabian Moreau apart. It was all dink and dunk, all at Fabian Moreau. Uh, Devontae Smith got a touchdown. Miles Sanders had a good game. Hurts had three touchdowns. Jalen Rager got a touchdown. He actually didn't Kenny have any G. costly drops. Kenny, Kenny Gainwell had a touchdown. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a touchdown. Man, Jalen Rager, no costly drops. This was this was this was fun to watch. I mean, let's be honest here. The Falcons really think rolling out Fabian Moreau at the opposite corner of AJ Terrell was gonna work. Like they, they I mean think having either work. of those corners is not exactly No, they shouldn't have. Yeah, they're a mess. And the offense for last game. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm worried about the Bills, man. Mm. I'm a I little think, worried. Josh I think Rosen went. I, did I say Josh Rosen? Josh Allen <laughs> went. Josh Josh Allen looked like Josh Rosen in this game. Thirty of fifty-one, so barely over. You know, actually, under sixty percent. Uh, the accuracy wasn't there. I, and I mean, are we? Are no one's scared of Pittsburgh's offense? And they still won this game. This yeah. supposed to be a high-powered offense for for Buffalo, and it didn't it didn't show. Yeah, I'm I'm not super worried about Buffalo going forward. Um, just based on what I've seen from Miami and New England, um, they're they're gonna be they're both gonna have their issues this year. But uh, to me, it seemed like Buffalo were was prepared for something else, and the Steelers just dropped eight the whole game. And may Josh Allen throw t- make throws in the tight windows. He couldn't. So if Buffalo doesn't run the football more um, effectively, then it's, it, it might be a, a year where they have to scratch for the wild card or scratch for that fourth seed and, and get bounced out first round. So it, it's, it's going to be an interesting one because the, the AFC North is going to be extremely uh, competitive. So will the AFC West. So they're going to have to get one of those teams, uh, you know, possibly in the first round of the playoffs. So I hope they're ready to go and, and get their act together. But it, it was it was very shocking to see how little they produced offensively. Mm-hmm. No, like, I don't know. Like, they're still going to win that division, but it, they're not. They didn't look like a contender this week. Then again, week one takes everything that you think you know about the NFL and throws it in a blender because I, my picks were, let's not talk about my picks. Let's just not do it. Let's just not go there. The Bengals beat the Vikings. Jamar Chase can catch a football, something we all knew. Um, it was just going to take time. Five catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Devin, I swear, I was so worried this game was going to end in a tie. I've already seen the Bengals tie under Zach Taylor. I didn't need to see it again. Every year we have a tie in the first couple of weeks of the NFL, and it just reinforces. I how was dumb. terrified it was gonna it, it was gonna happen. How dumb that rule is! But they pulled I hate it out. It. The Vikings, um, the Vikings really didn't like they even belonged on the same field most of the game as the Bengals. To the freaking Bengals, man! It it was bad. And they they might uh, be picking the top ten this year. Top, top I think 12. the Bengals are too. I mean, it's not like their offensive line was playing all that well. They, they I mean, Jonah I mean, Williams <laughs> had a rough game. They, he got Burrow got sacked like five or six times. I think. Yeah, and and, and on on Jamar Chase's touchdown. Not not to discredit Jamar Chase, but there was a, 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 a tweet I saw where it's like, oh, Panay Sewell is not catching that. It's like, yeah. He's not because he's an offensive lineman. And I don't know if you saw, but that was when on that same play, Jonah Williams got sent back like eight yards. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they have Chase. He's going to score a good bit of touchdowns this yeah, year. We don't need this to know? be a Chase versus Sewell discussion because no. they he, both played well. Speaking yeah, of Panay Sewell, he, he we might as well transition. He just was highest keep, rated. Keep him at left keep tackle. Him at left man. tackle. 92 uh, snaps, and I want to say it was Trevor Sigma said he was like the highest rated offensive tackle in the league. Shocker. That's what happens when you play players at their position. People want it to be as simple as in Madden, you go and you change your right tackle to a left tackle, and it's the same ratings, and it's not. It's really not. 
Now I, I'm gonna need when that happens, I'm gonna need that to go down about ten ten points overall because it that that's how hard it is to switch opposite sides. Yeah. Uh man, the Niners almost blew it. It would have been it would have been glorious. It would have been glorious. Um this game made headways for a lot of, of reasons. There was obviously how well Panesa will play. The fact that the Niners almost blew like a 21-point lead in three minutes. Um, Jared Goff being Jared Goff. Jeff Okuda getting screamed at on the sidelines. And then he tore his Achilles. Yeah, that's unfortunate. He can't buy a break, man. It seems like once he got... It seems like Matt Patricia just ruined his confidence. Definitely. 100%. It sucks though, but you know, it. We're not even going to get a full season of him until next year. You know, nope. It maybe, maybe next year. We don't even know if he's going to make it back. Uh, you know, as soon as possible from that Achilles. Achilles tears for for a corner are a bitch. Yeah, so you just hope that he can get healthy. Um, and show why you went. You know, we, we, did he go top five, top ten? Yeah, top five. He, I mean, he has a talent, you know, and, and honestly, that touchdown he gave up, it really wasn't his fault. There's just a poor throw by by Jimmy Garoppolo and, and a good adjustment by Debo Samuel. But, you know, he's, he's going to look bad, you know, either way. But, yeah, Debo Samuel was impressive. Trey Lance scored his first touchdown or threw his first touchdown of his, of his career. So love to see that. Um other than that, this game was a, a, a up and down mess. I, it's, I mentioned I was scared about the uh, and I was worried about the Bills. I'm definitely worried about the Titans. Man, five sacks allowed just to Chandler Jones. They got they got pimp slapped by by the Cardinals, thirty eight to thirteen. Titans played horribly, and they did so at home. Man, thirty eight to thirteen. This game was a laugher. Yeah, I I did not expect this one. Like I I I think uh, I may have picked Arizona to win. I, I picked Tennessee. Talking to, talking to uh, Jared last week, um, but I didn't think they were going to blow him out. But yeah, Chandler Jones had a monster game. I didn't think offensive line was a huge need for them, but I don't know. I might need to reevaluate that. I know it's Chandler Jones, but still, I mean, they were like he was throwing dudes. Like left and right, he was destroying Taylor Lewan, who's supposed to be, you know, one of the premier tackles in the league. So they might have an offensive line problem. Yeah, and you know what? It it's great having Julio Jones out there, but if you can't get him the ball, then he's just a very expensive decoration. Yeah, gotta give shouts to Byron Murphy. He he kept him quiet all game long. Brand, he's good. Brand, that was a brand guy. Uh, Seahawks went on the road, beat the Colts 28 to 16. Russell Wilson, just really nice, solid game. No, uh, no laughing matter. Wish he got DK Metcalf the ball a little bit more. Sounds like for fantasy reasons. Yes, entirely (laughs) for fantasy football reasons. Everybody on my team that I expected a big week from like Mike Evans, nothing, uh, uh, DK Metcalf, nothing. Uh, Julio Jones, nothing. By the way, those three on any given week are bound to just explode at the same like time. Like 30 and points, usually. Each. <laughs> and, and and Josh Allen was was a letdown, too. So, like, I, I, I'm a very bitter fantasy football player right now. Uh, but, no, no one cares about your fantasy team, Mike. Uh, the Colts just didn't really have a lot of oomph. 
offensive line is bad. That's that's surprising. Well, they are they're missing Eric Fisher. Um, I I think another starter at tackle. So they're missing like their starting. Oh, is this, uh, is Braden Smith hurt too? I think so. Okay, so that might have explained it, but yeah, they they but... has they have some issues. At, yeah, and on offensive line for sure. Defensively, they can't, uh, they couldn't get any pass rush either. So, yeah, good good for the Chargers. I didn't expect them to go halfway across. Uh, sorry, the full you know across the country and win a an early game against Washington name redacted. Uh, part of that has to do with the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt. Uh, dislocated his hip. He's at six weeks. Have fun watching Taylor Heineke, guys. They'll still probably win three games during the stretch because that oh, defense, defense is, is insane. insane. Uh, no, I, I got a good process suggestion to her, but he played out of his mind. Like, especially in that fourth of 47, quarter. 337. Oof. That fourth Keenan quarter, Allen, he, was, he was throwing into some windows. It, it was nice. Keenan Allen played like a boss. It was it, things you love to see for a thousand, Alex. Uh, but no, good, good on the Chargers. I, I think that they're going to be a playoff team this year. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be. That offense is good. That defense is, is if they stay healthy. If that's a very big if, because it's the Chargers, going to be they're going to be a fun team to watch throughout the year. Uh, the the Panthers beat the Jets in the Sam Darnold Robbie Anderson revenge game. There is literally nothing else to talk about in this game. It was a other the, than the game. Like, the game went exactly how I expected it to go. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing to talk about in that game was the mixed reality Panther. That was awesome. I'm cool. so confused by it, but it uh, it was awesome. They, That's all yeah, I have to say. Them and the Chargers have the the best social medias in the NFL. Like the Chargers are yeah. just just full of memes. While Carolina, they mix in memes and whatnot. Very entertaining. Um, Chiefs and Browns. That was game of the week for sure. Um, I feel dumb for picking the Browns. I mean. It, I was you so shouldn't. I was you so shouldn't close. feel dumb. I mean, they control most of the game, but if only a punter could catch, man. If only a punter could catch. Yeah, that pretty much swung the game. Because I mean, relatively speaking, they they held them pretty in check most of the game. The offense, at least. I mean, a few splash plays here and there, obviously from Mahomes that we expect. But I mean, the Browns played as as good as you can to win the game. They just couldn't mm-hmm. pull out in the end. I mean, but both these teams should should be uh, set up for for deep playoff runs at the very least. They they both have really good teams uh, defensively. Um, Kansas City was definitely missing Tyron Matthew badly uh, in the worst way, especially in the first three quarters. But they'll be all right. They'll be fine. Uh, the Dolphins and Patriots. Uh, did you know that these two guys were were college teammates at quarterback? Oh man, I had no idea. Do you know that there were actually twenty two other players on the field at all times? Nah, there's only two. Nah, it's only it's only it's only Mac. Actually, there's twenty three at all times because you know they're never on the field at the same time. By the way, the media just wants Mac Jones to be the greatest thing ever so bad that they're not even hiding it, like. They showed his first group passing touchdown and they really focused on NFL network. Like, look how much of a gamer Mac Jones is. They go to hand him the ball. It's his first career touch 
touchdown. And he says, no, you want to know why he says no? Cause he's like, I'm going to get like 489 more of these. I will not stop until I am the greatest football player ever. He's so intense, Devin, that he read the playbook with his girlfriend at home. Yeah. He, Devin, he reads the playbook. That's big. Big if true. Nah, but always important for the quarterback of a team to read the playbook. Jeez. In all seriousness, no. I, I'm, I'm really tired of it. Like, you know, just say he had a solid game and keep it moving. Like, you don't have to gush over his yards per throw. It was like, what, seven or eight? Like, he, it's not like he's, he was taking downfield shots. He wasn't. He was throwing crossers. He was throwing out routes, stop routes. Like, it was not like he was stretching the field vertically. Like, come on. I now. wish I could repeat what I said when he uh, when he threw that uh, interception in the end zone to Xavier Howard. Oh, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> but uh, but it, it, just, it just baffles me, man. The, the the love that he gets versus the the hate that Tua gets is a, a outstanding. Like I wonder it's, it's, why. I wonder why. I can't quite put my finger on it, man. I think we know why, but let's move <laughs> on. I, I I could care less about this game, to be honest. I know you loved writing up this game. I know you loved writing up this game. Saints roll the Packers 38-3. to James puts up five touchdowns while only throwing for 148 yards. Is there a quarterback that is more at home in that system, not having to take any risks than Jameis Winston? He's perfect for it. I mean, I he doesn't have to push the ball down the field. He doesn't have to like start slaying it like eighty yards, you know, downfield. He's just gonna do little dicks, and he'll get five touchdowns. You won't have to. You there? Yeah. Sorry, you you cut out for a little bit, but um, yeah, I was surprised, uh, man. Can you hear me? We're good. Yeah, I can hear. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, I was surprised about this game. Uh, I didn't expect it to go that way at all. I I thought it was going to be a close, closer fought game. It just seems like Aaron Rodgers had no interest in playing. <laughs> at all nope, not at all him or Devontae threw two Adams picks. yeah through two picks he threw five all of last year Devontae Adams was a non-factor entirely seems like they don't care I, I do want to say why do the Packers still have Kevin King yeah who's he have photos of uh, I don't know but he, he was getting cooked yesterday like the the bomb touchdown James threw was on him. There were several other passes that he just completely was lost in coverage. So that's going to be a big liability for them this year. Defensively. I don't get it. I don't get it. Also, all right. And then we'll, we can breeze through these next two games. Uh, the Giants need to need to just clear house and get rid of everyone. Daniel Jones played horribly. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, Dave Gettleman needed to be fired about two years yeah. ago. J- Joe Judge is about to have his own players rise up and, and, and you know, uh, uh, Marie Antoinette him. 
there's your history lesson in this podcast. You didn't expect that one. The Broncos end up rolling in this one pretty easily. Teddy Bridgewater played extremely well, though. Remember when people said the Giants were going to win the NFC East? No. Um, no, I don't remember that. By the way, considering I said the key to victory for the for the Giants to hand the ball off and give a healthy nice if they did any of that any of that instead they decided we need to see more of daniel jones failing couldn't believe it he cannot hold dude on to i just football. went on a rant so i went on a rant so heavy there that my internet dropped <laughs> yeah it just doesn't make sense to me man like dude fumbles so much like i never seen a quarterback have such huge fumble issues like hold on to the ball man like put two hands around the ball <laughs> And just, I don't, I don't get it. I've never seen nope. as many strip sacks as I've seen when he's at quarterback. It just doesn't make sense to me. And then, I mean, we we had a Sunday night game featuring Andy Dalton in the year 2021. So I don't know what we expected to happen, but we we definitely got the Rams kicking ass. Um, 34 to 14. Why was I subjected to having watched Andy Dalton? Like Listen. I would, I, I, Garrett and Garrett and I were talking about this, and like at his peak, Andy Dalton was like an above-average quarterback in the NFL. At his peak, so why why are we three years after he's he's clearly regressed? Still, like we need to see him in the regular season. No, we don't. No, we don't. We just saw him in Dallas, and it didn't work well. Yeah, with a really stunk. good off, he stunk with Kellen Moore calling the offense. And Kellen Moore played, called a great game against Tampa. It's the same guy, but he's. I mean, now he, listen, he stunk with with Lamb, with Cooper, with Gallup at receiver. So, what's going to happen? What were they you just? What, what were they expecting? I don't know. I don't know. And you know what? Fucking Justin Fields outplayed him. And he played what? Four snaps? <laughs> Matt Stafford looks great. Uh, Matt Stafford looks great with for the Rams. Uh, those jerseys for the Rams looked atrocious. And the end zones gave me a headache. Yeah, they, they got to do something. All, the aste- all, all of the aesthetics of this game, all of the aesthetics of this game were terrible. Well, first of all, I had to watch Andy Dalton. I had to look at the, at the Rams uniforms, and I had to see those end zones. Well, first of all, the Bears shouldn't have even been wearing their home uniforms there. For being honest, that's what threw the aesthetic off. They should just they should just wore blue. They should just wear the Rams should just wore blue in that game instead of wearing white, like whatever. But anyway, yeah, the the Rams offense is going to be a problem. It's going to be a major problem. And then Jalen Ramsey was just playing out of his mind last night. So none of that should be surprising. And then Aaron Donald still can't be blocked. So, yeah, I mean, so that was the week that was in football. It, it was a week. It can best be described as a week. Yeah. Do you remember that, that week a couple of years ago where the best game was like SMU versus Memphis? This week felt like that. Yeah. It, it really wasn't any major college football games outside of Oregon and, and Ohio State. Um, and the, the Battle of, of Iowa. And that was yeah. it. 
I we should have known the Battle of Iowa was going to be a boring game, though. Oh no no no! No one expected this that that's, game to be. That's why they put it at four thirty. <laughs> they put it there for a reason. <laughs> it's not going to be a high traffic game that people are like sitting nope. down and like, yeah, we want to watch this. There's a reason it wasn't a seven thirty game. I enjoyed that game. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed that game. Anything you want to say before we get on out of here? Nah, I'm just watching, just trying to catch up on some some prospects, uh, trying to get some video out today and tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I got nothing to add on either. So, as always, guys, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH uh, underscore Jackson. You can find Devin at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at uh, Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. And until next time, everybody have a great weekend or a great week. Sorry. We'll see you again on Thursday.